0: Hello, Philip here from 633, uh, welcoming you to a new podcast. Today something just a little bit different in that I want to share a, a short message uh, that I gave to our church fairly recently about sowing kindness. Such an important part, I believe, of our witness in a difficult, challenging, unkind world. God bless you as you listen. Hope you enjoy this good morning Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32 is the verse I want to read to you it says this be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you let me read it again be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you Over recent weeks we've been uh, watching a a blow-by-blow account of the United States of America's election and it sometimes seemed like it was literally blow-by-blow the way it was going. It's been turbulent, it's been aggressive, it's been antagonistic uh, in many ways. But also here in our own country, our COVID uh, crisis lurches on and amidst Anger sometimes and argument and confusion and and a lot of heartache for many, many people. Now, admittedly, there have been many, many acts of kindness over the last nine months of COVID. Uh, Not all of them related to COVID itself, but many were in our communities and and, uh, in our neighborhoods, in our streets, in our homes, across churches and community groups uh, and individuals. But on the whole... I think we live in a culture that is remarkably unkind. I'm sure that we would wish that it were a kinder world, a kinder society that we are engaged with. Today, we've remembered those who gave their lives in world wars and in other conflicts and those who still carry today the scars of those. And we remember them, of course, and it's important that we continue to do that. But when you take the big picture, you can be tempted to think, what a world we inhabit, what a world we live in. It's my conviction, and this was really where the discussion with the Kenny Lomas, the stars uh, journalist, came from. It's my conviction that in part... We, God's people, will change the world around us by the way that we speak, about the way that we speak, about the world that we long for, about the people that we live with. There's a lot of unkind words said about people in our world, whether that's in the political world, whether that's in our local society, whether it's a Uh, A celebrity, whoever it may be, there's a lot of unkindness around us. And we shape our world by how we speak about one another and speak to one another in many ways. Israel, in the Bible, in an ancient world, they shaped their emerging culture as they left Egypt and entered into Canaan, the promised land, and they did it by telling stories. By telling stories. You see, it was an oral tradition. We're so used to books and newspapers or online articles and, and that sort of thing. Even you know Twitter and Facebook and all the social media that we have. But, but the people of Israel, they told stories. They told one another stories. Stories of God's grace, of, of God's provision, of, of God's goodness, of His power, the things He'd done, the things He'd said, and, and, and the ways He wanted them to worship. And I can't imagine you know, uh, children and parents in families talking to one another and, and, and the, perhaps the son saying to the to the father, well, Dad, what was it like when you came out of Egypt? Telling the story of coming to the edge of the Red Sea and nowhere to go and we didn't know what was happening next. We were glad we were coming out of, of the land of Egypt, but we didn't know where we were going to next. And then the sea was there and... And we could just about see Moses in the distance. And we weren't quite sure what he was doing, but we hoped he was talking to God. And then suddenly the water started to part and we managed to get through. And it was a bit muddy underfoot, but the the, the water was piled up there at the side. and, and, And that even looked a bit intimidating. And then we knew that the Egyptians were coming and they told the stories of God's deliverance. And Moses, under God, was forming a nation. A nation that would know their God. A new, God-shaped, God-resonant culture. And that's what we're called to. To a God-shaped, God-resonant culture. In our generation, as God's people, we're called to the same thing. Forming the people of God to manifest the kingdom of God. We are a people belonging to a kingdom. We're a people called to show that kingdom, to demonstrate that kingdom, to manifest that kingdom to the rest of the world around us. And so the stories that we tell, the good news that we speak about, the language that we use, and the loving and the kind things that we do are all crucial to this purpose of making Jesus Christ known. Remember Jesus said to his disciples, John 13, verse 35, he said this, this is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples. When they see the love you have for each other. Yeah, Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. Yes, he said, preach the good news. But he said the people around you will know who you belong to by the way that you live and the way that you are and the way that you express yourself not just the things that you say but the way you express it and the things that you do Let's go back to that verse in Ephesians 4 let's remind ourselves again let's have it on screen again and just let's look at it again be kind And compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you be kind compassionate to one another one translation says tender-hearted to one another forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you that word kind is the Greek word krestos. I was looking at that and thinking, that's so, it's only one letter different from the word Christos, which means Messiah, anointed one, Jesus Christ. But actually, they're not related words. The krestos word means employ. comes from a word that means employed. That's a bit strange. But actually, it's, a, it's because it's an active word, what perhaps when I was a child at school, we'd have called a doing word it's something that is done we're employed we work for another person work for one another be kind to one another so kindness is not just about a feeling it is about what we do it has to be expressed but then there's this word compassionate I love the Bible I love the Bible words this is a great word Get your head around this one. This, this, this word that Paul writes there in, in his language in Greek is eusplagnos. It's a great word, isn't it? Just throw that into a conversation. Better than supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Eusplagnos. It, it literally means good in your spleen. How's your spleen this morning? Or good in your bowels. How it, no, I won't even ask that question this morning. Good in your spleen, in your back. You see, it's about what's going on inside. Passion that comes out from us. It's gut-wrenching love. Compassion. Gut-wrenching love. It is about how we feel inwardly. But it is also about how we express it outwardly. Kind and compassionate. That's what Paul is calling us to inward and outward inwardly and outwardly living towards other people first of all within the church but secondly to the world around us so that they can see the kingdom worked out within our lives and Paul says to do this with forgiveness towards one another And forgiveness towards others. Sometimes there's not a lot of forgiveness about. Sometimes we we find people using the word accountability. Sometimes the media. Sometimes politicians. We have to hold so and so to account. Actually what it means is we're unwilling to let them off the hook of something they said or did last year, two years ago, five, ten years ago, whatever it may be. But Paul is reminding us that we've been left off the hook by God. We've been forgiven. We've been cleansed. You see, God doesn't hold people's sins against them. 2 Corinthians 5.19 God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Just keep a hold of that word. Reconciled. We're reconciled. He was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Not counting people's sins against them. Not counting people's sins against them. If anybody could count our sins against us, it's God. But he doesn't. And he's committed to us the message of reconciliation. We have to learn how to forgive people readily, quickly, speedily. Because God in Christ has forgiven them. Be kind, compassionate, forgiving each other, as is as in Christ God forgave us. I firmly believe that a church like this can change our society because it's countercultural to live like this. It's not what the world around us does. I'm not saying, when I use the expression changing society, I'm not saying that everyone is going to become a believer. I wish that were the case, but I, I really seriously doubt that is going to be the case, but I long for it. I'm not saying that, but I believe we can change significantly. For example, how poor, vulnerable, excluded, disenfranchised people are treated. I believe we can change how we speak about one another. I believe we can change a political and a social landscape. Because we live differently. Because we live counterculturally. Because we are kind and we are forgiving and we are compassionate when the world around us sometimes isn't. This is a transformation that the kingdom of God can bring to a society. Look how people responded to Jesus. In Mark 7, we read this. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. Now, of course, not everybody said that. Political people didn't say that. And religious people didn't say that. But ordinary people saw something in this man. Everything he does is amazing. In Luke four twenty two, it says that all spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Sometimes as Christians, we, we, we kind of, we want to be persecuted because we think, think we can feel better about ourselves and how we're doing if we're persecuted. But everybody spoke well of him. No, not the religious and no, not the political. We just need to get used to the fact that not everyone is, but many people will see what is going on in our lives. The kindness, the compassion, the love, the forgiveness that we express and be amazed. So, us good news people, let good news be good news. Let kind conversation be helpful and encouraging. Let kind actions be representative of our new kingdom. See, kindness isn't soft, it's strong. Remember, in Romans 2, Paul writes this that God's kindness leads people to repentance. His kindness leads them to repentance, it's strong is God's kindness, not soft. And when His kindness is seen through us, it can still do the same. It can still lead people to repentance. You see, the Holy Spirit leads people to repentance. When we express the kindness of God in our lives, the Holy Spirit will be at work to lead that person to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That verse again from Ephesians 4. Let's look at it one last time. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other. Just as in Christ, God forgave us. So kindness. So kindness. Let's change our world by doing it. Let's pray together as we close this morning. Father, may your people be the kindest, most compassionate people in the world. And may your kindness seen in and through us bring many people to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. And let kindness change our culture as your kingdom impacts our world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it's helped and encouraged you. And I hope you'll listen again at some point in the future. God bless you. Love that you're listening to these podcasts. Pray that they're helping you in your walk with Jesus. Look forward to being with you again. This is Philip from 633 saying goodbye. God bless you.